1: Your life, one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark.
0: Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Eileen Chaplick-Aleskow, who has had some very interesting life experiences, and always seems to be adding more of those to her list so that she can write about them for us. We're going to talk to her today about how she was the first female TV station manager in Chicago in a very male world, and how she actually created that TV station from scratch. She wrote about this and more in our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Empowered Woman. So, Aline, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast.
1: Thank you, Amy. I have been looking forward to our chat on Friend Friday.
0: So you are an award-winning educator and broadcaster. You founded and were the general manager of WYCC-TV, which was a PBS station in Chicago. You're a distinguished professor emeritus of Wright College. You have an adult storyteller program that is quite well known. But my favorite thing about you, of course, is that we have published, I believe, nine of your stories in various Chicken Soup for the Soul books.
1: Yes, indeed. I am honored to have nine of them published by you.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why I feel like you've published 20 with us, because you're just always there. I see you all the time. I'm always reading your stories and chatting with you. And uh, for our listeners, I, I don't get to meet a lot of our contributors in person, but Aline I have met in Toronto and in Chicago, so... We're all chums now. We, we went up that, what was that thing we went up in Toronto with the glass floor that we looked down? Was that that spinning thing? That was
1: that spinning restaurant. Yeah, for, that's right. And for someone who gets motion sickness, when I realized that, I thought, oh no, but it was perfect. <laughs> we were so engaged in conversation that I didn't even notice it.
0: We took you outside your comfort zone. We made sure that you right? did something new and different. And you came with your husband, Richard, who is a doll. Uh, We know Richard very well also, and we hear about him a lot in your stories. (laughs) Let's start with your two most recent stories from our book that's only been out for a week and a half now, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Empowered Woman. I want to start with the story about starting the TV station in Chicago, because you did that a while ago and when it was a really big deal for a woman to do this. And probably it's not that common for a woman today either.
1: Yes, I think that at this point, thank goodness, uh, many women are in management. So this is something that at the time was unusual, but as you said, now it's, it's more common, thank goodness.
0: Yeah, so how did it come about that you were asked to create a television station?
1: Well, the chancellor of the City Colleges of Chicago purchased the license for a second PBS affiliate in the city, and called me into his office and made me this this offer. He, He asked me, can you build this for us? And, of course, it was the chance of a lifetime. So I accepted, walked out of his office, leaned against the wall, thinking, dear God, what have I just done? And it was a very, very exciting and memorable experience for me, a really, really amazing time to put a station on the air, especially in a city like this in Chicago, being a second PBS affiliate, it was one that the the people of Chicago were waiting to have options for.
0: I love the fact that you had no idea how you were going to do it, and you employed this wonderful strategy that I always tell women, which is fake it till you make it, and just say, yes, I can do it, even if you're thinking, oh, my God, what have I just done? right? Because somehow you're going to figure it out. And I know you're the eldest of four daughters. And so in your family, women were the big achievers and you were the oldest and there was nothing that was going to stop you.
1: That's exactly right.
0: You had to be very creative to get this going. You, you talked in your story about how you had a bit of an equipment problem right when you were launching.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it was interesting because when when I was first offered this position, it's exactly what you said. I thought to myself, Aline, now calm down and focus. You know your strengths. Let's just in, you know implement them. And that is what I did. I called people in the industry whom I knew, asked questions I had, and before I knew it, I knew how to do this, and I did it. The entire issue here was, was one of, a staff that I had to hire, and they were young and inexperienced because experienced broadcasters would not take this for a station that had not yet been built. They didn't want to take the chance. So it was a young staff, and it was really, you know, it's interesting, Amy, and I know you can say this, happy anniversary on your 10th anniversary of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Thank you. But the beginning days were the best days in my mind, the hardest days, the longest days building this up were the ones I remember with with most fondness.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know what, I think that people remember fondly those days when they were most stressed, when they were doing something new because they were stepping outside their comfort zone. They were trying mm-hmm. something they were afraid mm-hmm. of. And those are the memories we treasure, those memories of the times when we did push ourselves And I try to remind myself that all the time, that we're happiest actually when we do the things we're afraid of and when we step outside our comfort zones, which is exactly why that early stage, which was the scariest part, is the part you remember the most fondly.
1: I think that is absolutely true. It was so fulfilling. It was such an achievement with that fear to to overcome it. And I believe very much that empowered women... And empowered men must work together in crafting the best they can in any industry. And I worked with two empowered men, the chancellor and one of the presidents in doing this. But the rest were part of an old boys club. And these men were threatened by a female being in a role they considered their realm. And it looked to them like I was working to undermine, you know, them. But they worked to undermine my mission. And this is something that, of course, I would never let happen. So it was a success, and yet uh, it was very different. And, you know, is it different now? I don't know. I'm sure women, and I know women, are still going through a lot of this type of barrier, unfortunately. But I think we've made some progress.
0: I think we have, and I think it's because of people like you who are trailblazers. Well, we're going to take a break now, but we'll be back in a moment with more from Aline. And we're actually going to talk about another scary thing that she did that she talks about in Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Empowered Woman. Okay, we're back with Aline chaplik my friend and a prolific Chicken Soup for the Soul writer. And we were talking about how you started that television station in Chicago and you stepped outside your comfort zone and a big way to do that. You had another story in Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Empowered Woman. And I love this one because this is about something a lot simpler, but something very terrifying also. And this is going to your 50th anniversary of your high school. And you did this when you were 63. This is the 50th anniversary of the high school, not of your graduation and how you had to ask the formerly popular boys to dance. These are the boys who definitely didn't dance with you in middle school. So tell us about that, because this is one of those everyday things that I think we can all relate to.
1: I have to tell you that I also feel this is one of my favorite stories, Amy. This happened unexpectedly in terms of what I was going to do. This was at the moment I made this decision and Growing up I was the girl's friend, you know, the confidant of all my girlfriends who were close to me and they were the ones as young girls, we're talking about 7th and 8th graders who were dating some of these more popular boys and I was the one who listened to their problems and everything. In high school they changed, the older boys and I had more to to relate to one another, but in in grammar school that's the way it was and so these girls would dance with one boy in particular who lived across the street. And he was my friend, but he was a great dancer and what we called them very fast. So those who would kiss him and make out with him, you know, he would dance with them and so on and so forth. So project from that age in eighth grade, seventh grade, to 63. And I went back to my high school school, uh, anniversary, it was the 50th anniversary of my high school, and suddenly all those boys were there, and I was speaking to them, I didn't even recognize some of them, but the music started, the music from our era, and I got on the dance floor, and I turned, and this neighbor from across the street who was the best dancer of all, I just extended my hand, and he was almost across the room and he saw me and came to the stage and we just started jitterbugging. And then I did that to another and another and another. And they were really meeting me for the first time on that dance floor. And it was glorious.
0: You were the (laughs) belle of the ball. And at age 12, you never would have imagined that 50 years later, you'd be dancing with all the popular boys.
1: Never. That's the beauty of life, isn't it? the way we grow and the way we learn and then how we implement what we know. And as I say, it was a last minute decision. It was true empowerment. I turned around and just extended my hand.
0: (laughs) I love the way you share all these stories with our readers, all of these terrific stories. I'm looking at the list of all of them now. How does it make you feel to write these stories, some of which are very personal for Chicken Soup for the Soul and and I guess you're really sharing your best wisdom and advice with hundreds of thousands of readers out there.
1: This is that Chicken Soup for the Soul exists is, is such a blessing in my life and in your contributing authors' lives because we are writers who, whose genre is memoir. And so this type of capacity to express our experiences and our thoughts is just something that almost I I just can't say thank you enough. I am very, very particular about the books that are home to my stories, and I am proud of your books. I am proud of Chicken Soup's books. And the way they're regarded, I mean, I hear and I see the way people receive this on Facebook. Hundreds like, like, like when I tell them it's another chicken soup book. People are excited. And it means everything. It started for me with expressing the legacies of my family members whom I've lost through accidents. And I wanted to give their legacies to the world. And from there, I went on to my own life and my own experiences. And I I hope Some of it inspires and makes people know that they are not alone. Exactly the mission of Chicken Soup mirrors my mission as a writer.
0: I find that I myself am way better at sharing now because of the fine example that is set by people like you. And I write these very personal stories now and share them with hundreds of thousands of people who I don't know, and I'm getting more accustomed to doing that. It is interesting, though. You feel good and you learn about yourself when you have to take these very personal stories and put them in writing and craft them and explain them as best as you can to other people.
1: Indeed, indeed. And see their reaction and get their notes back and feedback from them. It's it's a real connection of humanity.
0: Yeah, it is. There's something really wonderful about sharing advice and wisdom through storytelling. I mean, it is the way mankind originally shared all of this, right? It's it's the Exactly. Yeah, it's the most long lasting form of history and wisdom and advice that we have. It's storytelling. And maybe it started around the campfire. And, and sometimes I look at our books as just like a little portable campfire that you can carry around and get
1: one hundred and one <laughs> people, you know. What a beautiful image.
0: That's right. right. And, and that's true. And people are oral... selflessly sharing with you.
1: Yes, the oral history tradition goes back to the beginning. And as children, what did we love? We love hearing stories, and adults do too. And now we're doing it in a way where it can inspire them and give them something to use in this very difficult time that we're living in. You know, very challenging, and they have something concrete to hold on to. And I still say people feel they're not alone.
0: We hear that a lot from people that especially now they're finding Chicken Soup for the Soul really helps them get through their days. Yeah. So, Eileen, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people go on the Internet to learn more about you?
1: Well, I, I do have a blog that's lookaroundme.blogspot.com, but I'm really using Facebook more now as my my site with, with public postings about the books I'm in and you know, thoughts and comments. So I would tell them it's it's posted publicly so they can be free to go to Facebook and just look up Eileen Chapla Galesco and I'm right there. I also just quickly, if I may, I want to say thank you because as I said, I am truly honored to be part of this family and mission, Amy.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thanks everybody for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, To learn more about the book that Aline's newest stories appear in, and that is Chicken Soup for the Soul, the Empowered Woman, come back Monday for some female empowerment of a different kind. We're going to talk about how two women got themselves into their bathing suits so they would stop missing out on all the fun with their friends and families.